or who we thought they were. You suck, Chris. Are you ready for some meatball? Welp, once again, the Chicago Bears are exposed by the Green Bay Packers on national TV in a humiliating loss. And I know the score was 41-25, but it wasn't that close. Bears friends, Bears fam, as the cool kids would say. This is, uh, we're, we're back here again, back in the same place. With no answers, really, really no quarterback. That's really, really what it all comes down to. And uh, I mean, Mitch was better than Foles, but how high is that bar? Still making weird decisions, um, throwing into triple coverage. Uh, just what are you doing? Interceptions, and uh, yeah. So Mitch is so likable, but man, he's just not the guy. And that was on full display for the whole country to watch. And Aaron Rodgers, once again, knew exactly how to pick the Bears apart. And the defense, Chuck Pagano, did nothing to try to uh, to stop it or to get more pressure on him. Or maybe just everything he tried was just pff, ineffective. But uh, when, when you see the Packers targeting... A few players on defense repeatedly, you got to say, hey, wait a minute. What, what are they seeing? What are they doing here that we're just not uh, catching or getting? So uh, it was so frustrating. But I'm going to have a therapy talk session with Mark Jansen here in a minute. So uh, we'll talk about that and uh, see what kind of answers we got for, uh, for the Bears. Oh, man. So, all right, let me go get Mark. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good, except for the Bears part of me. How are oh. you? Well, uh, same. I'm, uh, you know, uh, trying to figure out, like, go back. What went wrong? Why was I convinced that things were going to be good, you know, after 28? You know, it's just a lot of soul searching over these Yeah, Bears. Yeah, we, we have to admit that's what we're doing here. Yeah, not gonna be a peppy episode. Hopefully, we'll find some humor, but <laughs> there's not a whole lot of optimism Ooh, I think on my part. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's just it's the Packers again, national TV again, lopsided game again, carved and, up by number twelve again, again. I don't know if you remember, but when we were younger lads, we Bears fans. Cubs, you might say. No, I won't say that for you. I'm sorry. That was a little bit. Mm. Hey, you got Cubs news today. <laughs> I do. Yeah, maybe I'll say something about that later. Uh, but the Bears had a huge series lead over the Packers all time. Even like into the 90s and 2000s, the it league was pretty good. Go south in the 90s with Favre, of it course. It did. And now 
the Packers lead the all-time series by you know, like five or four or five games now, which is like best case scenario, three years to turn that around. So we've had a lot of pain and suffering at their expense. Yes. Also, though, proof that all we need is to get the QB right and we can flip the script. Because that's the difference of 25 years or whatever we're on of this. Yeah, it totally is. Yep. I mean, everybody wants to break it down on all these other factors, and the organization's crap, too, compared to theirs in terms of, like, who they put in charge. Typically, it doesn't work as well. But it, it all looks different when you have two Hall of Fame QBs right in a row and you can't yep. even get a Pro Bowl consistent QB. So, yeah, that like – I don't want to break it down that simply because there's more to say than that, but get a freaking quarterback once in my life that just kicks butt. Yeah, and I'm, I've been trying to think about, have there been any teams in even recent, you know, five years or so that have been consistent contenders without a quarterback? And I can't think of one. Am I... I mean, the only thing I can think of is the Ravens have changed QBs. Yeah, but they've also they've always had uh, well, they always had the coach. Yeah, but then the biggest thing for them, Flacco's been solid. I know, but I'm saying is they transitioned from Flacco to Lamar Jackson without a much of a hiccup. Yeah, but it is rare to try to pull it off. Usually, you just have a QB and you're good forever. See, Mm -hmm. also the Packers, the Saints. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Patriots. We'll get to the league stuff, but but just that game first, right? I mean. What's more irritating? Uh, to me, by far, it's the defense. I mean, I know the offense is trash, and I don't want to sound like um, Mr. In Matt Nagy's corner, but he was right that the defense played like garbage when he called them out. They deserved it. They're adults. They're smart. They know they played like crap. They know the offense is crap. They might have even quit as Tony Dungy, of all people. Oh. Mr. Mild-mannered Dungy pointed out. That defense – did not show up. I don't know if they quit. I know there was a lot of not max effort on the tape. Yeah, when you look like you're trying to take a flag off instead of tackle the guy, <laughs> you know. Eddie Jackson had his oh, Eddie. probably his worst game as a pro. He's having a bad year at this point, especially tackling. I mean, I know some games they just don't throw at him. That's because he's got a good reputation and he's good. I'm not down on him overall, but that was a brutal game. Mac hasn't had a pressure in two out of the last three games. He does have a pick six, though, almost. He <laughs> um, doesn't interception anyway. Uh, you know, you're like, where's Robert Quinn? What a disaster that signing is. Yeah, especially when you look at uh, how uh, Leonard Floyd has been playing for the Rams. That's, yeah, uh, oh. so much is coaching, man. The NFL is unique among the sports in that regard. Right? Like, I know – Bullyland was like a joke of a coach. And I know they matter in every sport, but they matter to a degree beyond the other big sports in this country at, in football. Like you get a guy in the right spot, you scheme him with the right matchups. It was just maddening watching the defense. And so there was the effort issue. And the other thing that just drove me crazy to where I had to just start doing other things or I was going to get mad is the game plan on the defense looked to be just totally non-existence. I, I mean, Fangio would irritate me occasionally with linebackers in coverage. But Floyd was actually pretty good at it, but then he'd do it with Mac, and I was like, why? Pagano had them dropping three – I mean, rushing three way too often. 
there the blitzes were bad we blitz would just like go right into a guard and just stand there <laughs> like what is the defense trying to do at this point like i don't understand what pagano is doing almost to the same level i don't understand what Nagy's doing at this point i think the defensive play calling has been that bad during this stretch of losses especially the saints game and that packers game yeah and when you look back at the bucks game i was thinking about this as the game went on you saw the the defense's plan changed to okay we gotta do what we gotta do to get right in brady's face and once they did that that uh, yeah. changed the complexion of the game brady's forgetting what down it is you know all that stuff but yeah, I didn't see anything like that with uh, Rodgers. And maybe maybe ultimately it doesn't matter, but it'd be nice to at least see, okay, well, they're trying this. You know, I see what they're yeah. trying to do here. And like you said, there was none of that. They just got their teeth kicked in from start to finish, and there was no obvious plan. Like, okay, I see. They're falling for this because they're taking away that. There was not, it, None of it worked on the defense, and we just don't see that which is why you have Nagy coming out and, and chewing them out a bit and why you have people questioning their effort like me or people that actually know what they're doing. Like, like Dungy. Uh, Dungy and other people. You know, it's just like, this is not the Bears D. I, I mean, yeah, they, I mean, I knew they were missing Hicks and they were going to play worse than normal, but this was atrocious. This was, the, this was like John Fox 3-13 and 13 season, poor defense. Literally everything was terrible. Pass rush, terrible. Tackling, terrible. Run fits, terrible. Coverage, terrible. <laughs> what was that? Rodgers wasn't touched once yeah, the whole was, game. Well, well they, no, they there was that roughing. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Roughing in air quotes. Yeah, um, you get rid of yeah. rip Mitch's head off twice in one play and you get a touchdown. But I you, think what a game like this teaches me, as maddening as the offense is, we're all so used to losing a certain way that when we lose the other way, it's like jarring, you know, and yeah. it's like, wow, the defense crapped the bed. Huh? What? You know, like, I don't know what to do with it. You're supposed to count on you. I think they'll probably bounce back, but, you know, so I guess this will segue well enough. Do you want to talk about Nagy's press conference real quick? Yeah, and the offense in general, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get to the offense too, for sure. Okay. A lot of people are like, how dare Nagy call out the defense when he, they're the only reason he's won? And that was my reaction initially. But reading up on it a little more and watch, uh, listening to it more in context and then, and then what Hogan Johns were saying about it too, I've, my tone has changed a little bit the last couple of days on this. Because again, when I first heard it, I was like, he's a moron. Now I'm like, no, you know what? He's not even wrong. I mean, he is a moron, but he's not a moron for, for trying to make, get them to play with a little more pride or whatever. I don't know if it's going to matter, but I can see why he said it. It's the last gasp effort for him to keep the team i mean it's it's a bad look because he felt the need to do it but based on that game i don't disagree with him thinking he needs to does that make sense yeah it's it's really indicative of where he's at though which is bad but they're adults they should be able to handle a coach getting on to them yeah yeah i i had the same reaction you did when i first heard it like wait a minute you know you you're one game under 500 because of that defense. But, yeah, they gave up uh, – well, the one touchdown was uh, Packers' defensive touchdown, but they still gave yeah. up, you know, 34 points. And which, five uh, yards plus a carry. I mean, they were getting yeah. five yards whenever they wanted. Mm -hmm. Rodgers not touched, stuff we already mentioned. Um, 
How about this also, while we're on the coaching, I guess that's all I need to – do you have anything else you want to add on the Nagy press conference? No, not the press conference, just bigger picture later. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, well, this this is where it gets hard to do this with the new organization, right? Because, like, as you talk about that game, you were like, oh, yeah, then they did this, this was stupid. You know, and it makes you think of other big picture things. I I guess more than anything, man, in my Bears heart of hearts, I want a QB who's really good – and I want a coach who schemes his players to advantageous positions. And that game, over and over again, they somehow managed, by some magic that the Bears can't figure out, to get Devontae Adams mm-hmm. matched up against Buster Screen or Danny Trevathan. Over, and over, and over and over. And you never see the Bears like, okay, this corner stinks. Let's get Robinson on him. Why? Why is that beyond the Bears? And, and why is it beyond the Bears from coach to coach? It seems yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> so two things are beyond it's the Bears. It's Ted Phillips. He got a fire. It's Ted Phillips. He's got this stupid stink and everybody's breathing it in. <laughs> now, okay, so why are they not able to do the same thing when they have the ball? And why are they not able to counter it when they're on defense? Yeah, it's, that's a great question. So, yeah, that's that was my other thing. That's the thing I want. Yeah, there were countless plays. It was all game. It seemed like it was crossing routes in the middle of the field, and then that got, uh, you know, Trevathan, because they were running a, some kind of zone most of the time. You know, as soon as the receiver, like Adams got into, out of Fuller's zone or uh, uh, what's his name, Johnson's zone, over into Trevathan's, that's when Rodgers knew when to throw yeah. the ball. And or, all the times he hit the tight ends that no one had heard of until this year, and now he's like got like five touchdowns or something. I know Rodgers is a big part of it, and they've got way more invested in their O-lines, way better than the Bears. But the other thing that just stood out to me watching that game and now thinking back on it to prepare for tonight is that everything looks so easy for them with the mm-hmm. ball because they are smarter. Yep. That's I mean, I know there point. is a talent issue, but they just do stuff that's smart, and the Bears do stuff that's stupid. There you go. That's your <laughs> other difference. I don't know how else to put it, but I want to be the smart team once. <sighs> yeah. Dare to dream. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Bar. Be smarter. It seems be like you be smarter. There's another one. Be you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I was thinking like in the Favre days, third and seven. What are they going to do? Oh, look, an eight-yard uh, slant. Slant, slant, you know? slant, slant. Yep. Like, oh, there it is. they did that all the time. And it, yeah, it just seems like uh. – I want to be always the these guys. It's always Green Bay. That up 20, fourth and two on the 30 can be like, screw it. We're going to just go ahead and end it and get it. Like, that was such a big, fat middle finger to the Bears when they went for it on that fourth down. Oh, yeah. And they could – they can because man, that was just a stomping. Don't let the twenty-five points fool you. They stomp the Bears. Well, weren't weren't fourteen of them? Uh, you know, pretty much in the late third, early fourth quarter when the game was well in hand. Yep. So, All right. yeah, so I can't let Mitch's stats. Yeah, you know. stuff. I guess we're to that at this point, right? Let's okay. Maggie is uh bad. Hot seat. Hot seat is on. I mean, the schedule is going to make that really interesting. We'll get to that later, I suppose, when we do the Lions. But do you think that it is more than 50-50 that Nagy and Pace are both gone? Uh, well, 
Danny Parkins made a compelling case for keeping Nagy, which I'm not sure I – Yeah, I heard I, it I, this week. I still disagree he, with him. Yeah, but he that makes it maybe around – yeah, I think I'd say just over 50-50 that both are gone unless they make the playoffs and so, they'd have we, to win out and then – It'd be a wild card. And ten and six wild card. It's well, possible. You can't fire. You probably can't fire a coach. Well, Lovey got fired fire. ten and six, but they didn't yeah. make the playoffs, and he'd been there forever. Yeah. I don't think you hire fire Nagy. If he makes the playoffs two out of three years, it's going to be kind of absurd to consider firing him. That's Even if you point. know, like the stuff he's supposed to do is terrible. Yeah. At any and, rate, and it's not going to happen. But no, I'm just saying, yeah. you know, <laughs> the they're not going to win. The, they're not going to win the last game, like unless Green Bay yeah. has nothing to play for. And if the Bears making the playoffs is on the table, the Packers have something to play for, mm-hmm. well, probably. No. So the way I look at it is, I mean, there's a, gosh, there's a lot we got to do with this, in my opinion. So I, I, I wanted to kind of lead with what you thought the odds were, just because it's, it's so very difficult to figure out what the Bears are going to do. Mm-hmm. But there are a few narratives I think we have to dispel right away. Number one, they're not cheap. Right. So his point about, well, Nagy's got two years and all these new coaches have two years. I don't think they're going to care about that that much. Recent Number history two, says they don't. Yeah. This was on the radio this morning, too. Like people bringing up, or I think it was Layla Rahimi, who I think is normally really good with Bernstein, but she was mm-hmm. like, you know, and then there's COVID and, all, and like, look, man. No organization in a single sport this year has used COVID as a reason not to make a major change at the top if they feel it's necessary. Right. Including now, what, four NFL teams or something already? I don't think – I think you're getting more midseason firings because they're not worried about fans not coming to games. Mm. So, if anything, it might be going the other direction. I don't think the Bears will be midseason because they just never do, and you don't really gain that much, especially with the coach because they're all – you know, all the candidates are coordinators on playoff teams. <laughs> mm-hmm. GM might make some sense to get your research going, but why can't you just go ahead and start anyway? Mm-hmm. Like you can start doing that. But the reason I think Parkins is wrong ultimately comes down to this. And I want to see what you think of this thought. They're both bad at their jobs, but Matt Nagy is a worse coach at this point than Pace is GM. No, I 100% agree with that. So here's my reasoning. Nagy was brought in to fix the offense and develop a young QB. Both are total abject, no doubt about it, failure. Ryan Pace was brought in to build a winner, win a Super Bowl. Of course, that's a failure. He was also brought in to streamline the football operations, to modernize a lot of the things they're doing. And some of that he's actually done well. New facilities, they're better with sports medicine now than they were. Like, there are some sort of culture things, which I get kind of tired of that conversation. But there are some things that were part of why they wanted Ryan Pace coming from the Saints that he's done okay with. And, of course, he built a good defense. Now, I still think he's fireable because his wagon is hitched to Mitch, and that's where Parkins is right. But I think if you fire Pace, you have to fire Nagy because Nagy's actually done a worse job based on what he was actually supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They didn't hire Matt Nagy to like be interesting in a press conference, come up with a couple stupid slogans, wear a visor, and then write his defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've had plenty of coaches do that yep. in Bears history. Yeah, and I agree with you uh, with Pace going because you're back at square one where you need a quarterback, and I don't see why you would give Pace another chance at that because his his draft – 
didn't work out. His free agent signing, Mike Glennon, didn't work out. was terrible. And then trading for Nick Foles. So out of uh, the three ways you can get a quarterback, he's been a busted, all three. Yeah, and even what if you say the- Foles is naggy, he still has to sign off on it. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's just proof to me that they both need to go then, if that's the joint decision. And my, my other logic there is pretty simple. You've already – I know there's historical precedent and Parkins brought it up, and I Bears just did it with Lovey and Emery for one thing. Mm-hmm. But how'd that work out? Like, Ooh, not good. like a top candidate, you don't saddle him with a coach. You want to catch up to the rest of the league. Yes, it's a clean start. You want to look like a real professional football organization and not a mom and pop show. You don't do goofy stuff like force the GM to keep the coach. Like they, I think they're going to be sensitive to that this time around. Yeah, and I part of it with Parkins too. I think is that he's been he such a Nagy. Matt Nagy guy. <laughs> yeah, that he's I mean, he's I trying like to find higher. a way. Like yeah. we joke about every week, I wanted him, and now I'm mad because I, I even when we were getting lunch, like in 2018 or whatever, I'm like, the only thing that sucks is when he's bad, I'm going to have to be like, dang it, and I wanted him. <laughs> Here I am. But yeah. So I think they both got to go if, if they get rid of any of them. Now, if they get to the playoffs, that they might save all their jobs, and you can just extend pace a year to match him. But I don't want them picking the next QB at this point. Right. So right. a couple other quick thoughts for Nagy. Real quick, yep. um, do you remember right away, like first couple months of his time at the Bears, he talked about not being interested in quarterback mechanics? Yes, I do. That was probably the first red flag. Well, he's lived up to that. You can't say yeah. he broke his promise. <laughs> no. And you know what? Another red flag, this is all hindsight, I admit. But I was just thinking back about it all. BU is a terrible thing to hear a coach say in an ever-evolving league. Hmm. Be you. Don't change. You're screwed. <laughs> just like, that's actually a terrible motto for an NFL coach. And right. not just because it's corny. Mm-hmm. I think they rolled their eyes when he's like, guys, we just got to, you know, be you. Yeah, it uh, has not been. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'll take Khalil Max mottos. Dog who poops fast, don't poop long. That, that's a way better <laughs> slogan. <laughs> oh, Khalil Mack, where are you? All right, well, so that's what I got on Nagy. So I just had a lot to get off my chest. Yeah, oh, this, I, uh, I totally, completely uh, agree with everything you say. I think the fact that uh, – well, it's pretty obvious now that uh, Mitch was the better option than Foles. I mean, at least they had some semblance of moving the ball the other night. <laughs> How bad yeah. is your offensive scheme and your quarterback – selection process if mitch trubisky is the better option <laughs> like this, both of those must be terrible yeah. Yeah. oh oh man well hey do you want to uh look ahead to uh, next week or sure let's see was there league stuff we wanted to do oh the the covid biting uh, more teams yeah so. can we at least for a second since it just ended mm-hmm. what why are they playing that game today Pittsburgh and Baltimore. That was a joke. Why has Denver got to play a game without a QB? Like, this is the thing I'm trying to remind myself. This is not a – now, COVID's not a reason not to fire a coach who's terrible. But it is a reason as a fan to be like, you know what? This year just kind of sucks altogether. We should not be surprised. I don't care. It's not an asterisk, right, whoever wins it. But you just know if the Bears got hot, pulled one of those goofy New York Giants-type Super Bowl runs out, mm-hmm. everybody would love to point out, 
ah, it was the COVID year. Like, it's like, this is a perfectly reasonable year to suck. Well, to be fair, I am saying that about the Dodgers. So <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, we just wanted to because of the Dodgers. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd take any Super Bowl I could get. But I, you know, if 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 you were like, would you rather win now or next year or twenty two? It's like you know, maybe one that's not so goofy. If you think right. like long term, mm-hmm. that's it. Bears in twenty two, my friend. You heard it here. I first. like it. I like it under their new coach named. <laughs> Oh, well, we definitely can't have that conversation yet. Too no. hard. But I, it won't be Matt Nagy. Pretty. Oh, one other thing. Did you see the rumors? I don't think they're that solid, but about Phillips is even being considered. Like, the owners are so ticked they may even do something with Ted Phillips finally. Now, would that really do anything? I mean. Who knows? They've been terrible since he was president, though. You can't deny that. One playoff yeah. in the last decade three in the last 25 years or four, whatever it is. I mean, this is a crappy team and terrible but is, organization. But is that a correlation thing, not a causation thing? I don't know. Thing? I don't know. It depends how much he's involved. If Ted There's is... too many people who think he's a problem that are close to the team for me to just dismiss it. Hmm. Okay. But there are a lot of people who just immediately blame him for everything, which seems to be possibly ridiculous. I don't know. So you're saying where there's smoke, there's fire. I think it, I would be perfectly happy if he had a lesser role so that they definitely had a football czar and not Ryan Pace goes everywhere and Ted Phillips is right there with him because I'm just like, that. that's it. I don't like that. That doesn't make me think the football guy is in charge of stuff. Yeah, and what I think last the week The optics aren't great. If you want the best candidate, he's got to be less powerful. And you said something last week about Chris Ballard saying you yeah. got so. And now you know. Johns has confirmed that they they confirmed it the other day again. Like there's a ton of people confirming that that's not even a rumor. It's like a thing. Hmm. Oh boy. Well, I I would love to know what he's doing that is getting in the way of uh, Pace doing his job or Emery before yeah, him or Angelo so before him. We don't him. know. But would you really mourn a clean sweep from the top on down? No. I mean, it, 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 just the aggressiveness of trying to fix it would be kind of refreshing. But is it his fault? I mean, did he make him pitch, pick Mitch? I doubt it. You know, I don't think it goes that deep. But hmm. anyway, well, I'm intrigued let's, now. Let's talk Lions on a happier note. Lions, okay. All right. Yeah, so the Lions are uh, – Still the Lions. They're still the Lions. And they lost 41 to 25 last week also. So it's yes. like we're pretty much the same team. Are they five and six also, or are they four and seven? I think they're four and seven now. Four and seven. Okay, so pretty we're much. The Lions. All right, things look great. <laughs> we're just above the Lions. So uh, this one, not that it matters, but this one is in Chicago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right? So it'll be outside. Um, does that do anything to uh, suggest the Bears should or could win being at home? No. The end of this. no, I don't think so either. But... I'm so tired of hearing about the weather too. Like how many games does the wind actually a factor? Because it matters more than the cold. Tell me again, which team uh, from the North has had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and plays half their home games in the wintry conditions? Yep. You can pass the ball just fine in the uh, cold. Thank you very much. Get a QB. I think However, a QB the Lions the, um, do a... suck. Yes, they do. So this is, of course, a winnable game. Yep. It's also losable. That's because that's where we're at. So I tried to go on – I went to Twitter to see if, you know, there was any Lions fan trash talking. But uh, no, there's not a whole lot of that going on because they're all still talking about uh, Matt Patricia. 
yes. being uh, oh, man. being gone. And I, I got a, if I may, I've got a really funny um, uh, thing I found in SI here. And then you've got a, a thing there. To oh, share. Yes. Yes, Yours is do. better. So let me get mine out of the way. <laughs> um, this, I don't know if you saw this on uh, SI. Uh, the headline, Lions fans make donations to Deshaun Watson's charity. Supporters of the Detroit Great. Lions rejoiced when it was announced Saturday that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn were fired. It is quite rare to find a decision made by the Lions organization that so many are in favor of. Houston aided owner Sheila Ford Hemp's decision to move on from the duo by embarrassing Detroit on national television 41 to 25. Oh, that sounds uh, as a thank you to Deshaun Watson, Lions fans have made numerous donations to the Texas Texans quarterback's charity. As of Sunday, $1,070 had been raised. According to NFL Network reporter Ian Rappaport, countless Lions fans had given to the Deshaun Watson Foundation, uh, totaling uh, $1,070. As of Sunday morning, Watson's foundation is dedicated to education, health, housing, and other charitable causes that support families and youth in underserved communities. But here's my favorite part. Many fans have decided to contribute $13. I love this. <laughs> for Patricia's 13 total wins during his tenure in Motown. <laughs> Bravo. Lions fans, you're weird yes. and crazy, but we well cannot, done there. We cannot clown on you this week. You no. The ammo. Instead, we must praise you. You also deserve better. Can we just admit this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, poor I love Lions, that. Man. That is great. $13. Oh, one for a dollar for each win. That's, that's so sassy and perfect. Mm-hmm. Nicely done, Detroit fans. So, But as much as I enjoyed that story, when you texted me this morning with this, Oh man! Please take take the mic. Sir. So take the mic. there is one story from Twitter that revolves our Bears' beloved opponents, the Lions, this week, and that is an account, a user named Eddie P. Lions fan, <laughs> who apparently is a burner account for none other than Matt Patricia. <laughs> and here's the evidence: it's his middle name, so. Edward. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> his Matthew Edward Patricia. Mm -hmm. Just sounds like a bad Revolutionary War colonel. But anyway, <laughs> Eddie P. Edward Patricia. P. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lions fan has gone around and he'd been inactive for a couple months until this week after Patricia himself was fired. And they, Eddie P. has a bio that says he's married with three kids, just like Matt Patricia. Mm. But the reason why it looks like his, he's a burner account is stuff like tweets like this one. Coach Patricia did what he could with the roster Quinn gave him. Bob Quinn was the problem. Keep in mind, there's like no Lions fans defending this guy except for Eddie Lions fans. Eddie P. Now, if he was really clever, he'd go give $13 to Watson and then we'd all be thrown <laughs> off. You know. watch charity. Here's another one. Okay, so some guy Pierre says no one is going to miss Patricia. The players aren't going to miss him. The fans aren't going to miss him. He was awful. Eddie P. Lions fan. The only awful thing was Coach Patricia hitching his wagon to an organization like the Detroit Lions. <laughs> wow, this guy loves Matt Patricia. 
Another one from Eddie P. Lions fan. Using a first-round pick on a tight end is the biggest gripe. There were other players that could have helped, such as defensive lineman Ed Oliver, who would have played very well in Patricia's studio. <laughs> oh, yes! That's amazing! Well, now you know what one. Matt Patricia was doing in the draft room. That, you know. There was another one where there was like an SB Nation post pointing out Slay missing a tackle against the Seahawks and being the unsportsmanlike conduct. And Eddie P says, surprise, Coach Patricia was right. If the Lions organization <laughs> players listened to him, then everything would be different. Uh, the best, uh, and I'll end this little segment here. It's just too funny, though. The real kicker is a swipe at Stafford, as Deadspin puts it. Uh, this is, I don't know, Dave somebody says, Matthew Stafford on his future in Detroit, presumably this is like a Lions beat guy, quote Matt Stafford saying this, I'll figure it out and talk about that later on. Eddie P. Lions fan. Lions would be better off moving on. Stafford is uncoachable. <laughs> How do you know he's uncoachable, Eddie P. Lions fan? Oh, my goodness. That like is the fantastic. The chances this is not Matt Patricia burner account are slim. <laughs> oh, and also the Twitter, correct me if I'm wrong, the Twitter account has no profile picture. Is that right. correct? Correct. So, I mean, there's another. <laughs> oh, Eddie P. Eddie P. Lions fan, how we miss uh, you. I'm upset they fired him, though. Like, he was holding them back so obviously. For my yeah. money, it's him or Gase for, like, worst coach in the league the last couple of years. And it just saddens me that that's not going to be in the division anymore. Do you remember the now days? It's a race between the Bears and the Lions to get this crap right for once. Yeah. Yeah, that's never happened. Yeah. Um. You remember when we were saying, oh, man, we should have kept Adam Gase and not John Fox? No, that was a bad take. Uh, Hang on. I don't know that I ever said that. Oh, I mean the collective we is in collective Okay, Bears okay. Fans. I just want to make sure the record yeah. clear. You may not have said that, yeah. I, don't know I did we think he was an up-and-coming real candidate as a coach, though. It just goes to show you how little we actually know these guys at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And, boy, it sure looked – people were saying that Matt – or. Uh, Adam Gase finally got the most out of Cutler, but uh, maybe Cutler had, uh, you know, he's been garbage. Gase has been garbage since he left the Bears. Oh, no, he did have one. The, his first year in Miami, they made the playoffs, right? They were okay, yeah. Yeah, but then after that, oh, he's been. Speaking of Miami, good blueprint for what the Bears need to do. That's a heck of draft a draft Tua got down there. Yes, and <laughs> get a decent QB. Yeah. And find another Adam Shaheen. Hmm. Oh man, yeah, Adam Shaheen's catching touchdowns. I, Leonard I, Floyd, I second you quarterback. Recovered. I uh, from that from a couple weeks ago. Man, man. Again, so okay, is it, that there's? It's not just Nagy or just Pace. It's like organizational approaches and whole coaching staff and the, like the whole thing. That's why you got to start at the top. Well, Shaheen playing well and Floyd playing well. That kind of vindicates pace a little bit doesn't it, it? I yeah my although I don't know if Shaheen really counts I mean they're just doing what we wanted the Bears to do with him and he's not falling down and hurting himself yeah yet. but you know it's Kirk, not like he's got like you know a George Kittle 200 yard game or something he just catches the occasional touchdown right it would have been nice had that happened yeah, here but, uh, but yeah. Cole and I, I I still think I like Cole uh, he's done made some good move good plays and good catches but Man, he looks slow like uh, like Shaheen did. 
It's a rookie tight end is the only solace I have because I think he looks like trash in the passing game. <laughs> His only skill set seems to be almost fumbling. <laughs> but he seems to block really well. But in the passing game, I'm like, uh, boy, I hope this is just not sure where to be because I'm a rookie. Because I loved the pick. I thought it made all the sense in the world. Yeah. But now you're seeing it on the field. You're like, eh? Yeah. Why does he look so bad? Well, I mean, like the tight ends have looked bad under Matt Nicky, right? Yeah. Which is a problem. Yeah. It's all problems. Problems, all problems. <laughs> when you're trying to run Andy Reid's <laughs> offense. Sorry, any chance? Yeah. Yeah. Would you be, this is looking into the future, but would you be opposed to uh, taking the current Chiefs offensive coordinator as a head coach candidate, even though the one we just tried has not been good? Like, would that, would that turn you off of that? Like, oh, we tried that. We can't do that again. No, not if you bring in a GM that knows how to put the pieces together with him. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think they have to be a combo deal because that's too unique. Otherwise, is he better at teaching? Teaching it the Nagy? Yeah, that's the Somebody question. Somebody said on the radio, the one is what you want are the ones that guys like Andy Reid fight to keep. Mm. And he didn't like, really yeah. fight to keep Nagy, did he? No, he praised Nagy to the moon and back. About like, oh, yeah, the best, best uh, uh, coaching-ready assistant I've ever had. We have a great time at five guys every couple months. You know what I mean? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That was a story uh, they talked about burgers with Andy Reid. Well, they couldn't talk about f- football, I guess. But anyway. Apparently, one knows something and the other doesn't. <clears throat> yep. So, uh, Sunday, who do you like, Bears or Lions? Whatever the worst possible thing for the Bears is, is what will happen because that's what <laughs> the Bears do. So, I'll pick the Bears to win despite thinking they're absolutely terrible. Uh, because the worst thing they could do is finish eight and eight, and that's my official prediction for the rest of the season as well. So I'll say Bears under Mitch Trubisky's new look twenty plus point offense twenty three Lions sixteen. That's exactly what I was going to say. So we're kind of on we're on the same page there. I, I think the only reason the Bears win is they're in less disarray than Detroit, but not much. Now, I could see this being a game where the Lions come out like super motivated just to show that they can win without Patricia because they hated him that much, yeah. which I think would be absolutely hilarious, by the way. And a part of me is definitely rooting for, plus higher draft pick is better for the Bears. Yeah, if the Bears lose, I'm not going to be all upset. Yeah, okay. I don't want to lose the, uh, Matt, or the Mike Glennon revenge game, though. Well, maybe I don't care there. I think we have to formulate a plan here. The season is clearly being designed by the football gods to cause Bears fans the maximum amount of pain. Yeah. Because you were – was it last week or the week before, you were kind of going through, yeah, it's a good QB draft, but the Bears are going to have to be close to the top ten to – Yeah, the ones you want are going top ten. There's a ton of QB needy teams ahead of them. Yeah. Depending on how some of them approach it. but like. I got to think there's seven or eight teams wanting quarterbacks in this draft. Mm. Yeah. And then you got to hope that they all come out. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so in summary, Bears are bad. They're screwed for the near future and uh, probably need to rebuild it all. Yeah. And the universe is hopeless. Next time we'll talk whether they need to trade somebody on the D or not. Mm. Oh, speaking of D, did you see the uh, injury report? 
I just saw Khalil Mack did not participate. Yes, today. because of a back. That would make sense of his game Sunday. He was, yeah, nothing. Yeah, so Mac back and uh, Hicks also did not uh, practice because of his hammy. But it, Trubisky is starting. So I like how they acted like there was any choice there. Are they crazy? Nick Foles is way worse for this offense based well, on what we saw. You I mean, know Mitch that. Was terrible too, but he moves the ball a little. You know that. I know that. Fans know that. Commentators and analysts know that. But I don't know if Matt Nagy knows that. I don't know why I sang that like that. Announced. I'm like, wait, this was actually not a given? Well, not with the Negi making the decision, but I'm glad. Well, he you know, he doesn't want Eddie P. Lyons fan to have <laughs> Right now, that doesn't work. You don't know Negi's middle name, do you? Because so when we see like, you know, that one up. Franklin and Bears fan or something like that. Yeah. I just love that. That's so great. Oh, maybe there is a guy, Eddie P. Alliance fan, who just loves Matt Patricia. I suppose that's possible. I guess there's enough fans with the math. Maybe there's someone out there, but that active <laughs> on Twitter with that many uh, coincidences. No, it's three totally kids. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No profile pic. It's so funny. Yeah. I mean, in the middle of our Bears depression, God bless the Lions and Matt Patricia. Thank you, Lions. And calling, saying that uh, Matthew Stafford is uncoachable, I have never heard that anywhere from any media, from any anything. Right, which means you know? someone experienced coaching him could have a, any info to say it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, where'd you pick that up, Eddie P? Anyway. All yeah, right, go my ahead friend. and cut him. I'll take him for a couple of years while we sure. a drafted quarterback. Sure. I told my friend Bob thinks he's borderline Hall of Fame. But, uh, if he plays long enough, his counting stats will be there, but I don't know that his like accomplishments will be. Mm-mm. Like he's been he's been starting since he was like twenty one in a pass a heavy point. offense. So like his yards total will be good if he stays healthy. All yeah. Right. Well, thanks for jumping on as always. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Talk to you next time. Yep. See you. Well, if nothing else, it's fun to talk to a buddy, a fellow Bears fan. It's a little cathartic, too. Nice little therapy session there, Mark. So thanks for jumping on, as always. So, Bears fans, we got five weeks to uh, see what kind of changes, if any, and uh, just how extensive. I think there will be changes. I think they'll be expensive. But will they go all the way to the top, to the accountant? Hard to say. Mark's more confident than I am, or at least he's heard more rumblings about it than I have. So, uh, but if there's any truth to uh, the rumors that uh, Ted is more involved than he should be, then yeah, something does need to happen. So, we shall see. So, thank you again for listening to the uh, Meatball Composer. Really appreciate you uh, listening. If you like the show and want to toss a couple bucks this way, you can go to the show's website, which is Anchor. Like if you're on a ship and you throw anchor, anchor.fm slash meatball composer. And there's a support button right on the front that, uh, if you so feel led. So, uh, otherwise, just grateful to have you listening to the show. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Meatball Composer. You suck, Chris. You've been meatballed. <laughs> <laughs>